Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, gems, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other gems can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hey, Gem. We've got another exciting episode today. And before we start, what are you drinking? Today or tonight, I guess I'm drinking a spritzer drink. So whatever you're drinking, I hope that you are enjoying it and that it is tasty as you listen along today. Now, today for me, this is a really special episode. So what I would like to ask is that you come today with an open mind and more importantly, an open heart. So this is a little bit of a Valentine's Day tribute. And it's not so much just about Valentine's Day, but it's about important people that we love in our lives. And Valentine's Day for me, man, it used to be, I always just called it a Hallmark holiday. I never really cared much to celebrate it. It never really had much meaning for me until two years ago. And I just want to also have you keep in mind that that you don't have to listen to this just on or around Valentine's Day. You can listen and share this episode any time of year because it might be relevant to you or to somebody that you know. But the reason why Valentine's Day became so important to me two years ago is because my dad passed away. And if you've been around here for a while, you've probably picked up on some tips and hints and clues that my dad was my guy, like the love of my life. And that's why this episode is so important today to me is because it's really kind of a tribute to him as well as, you know, I'll tell maybe a couple funny stories and, you know, just give kind of a dedication and talk about the importance of our relationships with family or not family, people that are just really important and that shape us into who we are. And that's who my dad was to me. So when he passed away, I really felt like I lost a big part of my identity because he was really the one person in my family that I related to. And I felt like I got any of my good or decent attributes from him. So when I think about my dad, I mean, I miss him every single day. And I know not everybody has that kind of a relationship with their dad um, or maybe their mom, or maybe you do have that kind of a relationship with your mom on the flip side. It's just one of those things where I wanted to take an opportunity today to just chat about it and, you know, see if anybody can relate. A, if you think Valentine's Day is a Hallmark holiday or if it has significant meaning to you. And then also when, you know, you think about kind of your relationships in your life and who really matters and, you know, what that means to you. And like I said, my dad meant the world to me. 
I will talk about him in a little bit. But since we've been here for a while, another piece or another component of this episode today is I wanted to bring you in the fold on how the name Drinking With Gin for the podcast came about. Now, for some of you, this might be a little woo-woo or hippy-dippy, as I like to say. Um, But right after my dad passed away, I wanted to have and like hang on to some glimpse or see if there was some way that I could connect to him. And the reason why I wanted to share this story with you today or kind of the moment that made me realize I wanted to share this with you is, hey, we've been around here for a while now. We're friends. Uh, We're gems here together. And when uh, from last week's episode, when Anna, Mark, Jay, Oud and I chatted about doing our episode from last week together, she asked me about the name of the podcast. And when I told her, she completely giggled. And then she apologized. And I was like, no, no, no. I actually love that you had that reaction and that you kind of chuckled like in a joyful way about it because it does bring me joy in terms of the name and you know sometimes I have to explain it that look this isn't a podcast about drinking gin it's not really about alcohol or cocktails at all it's just relatable chats over drinks whatever it is that you want to be drinking whether it's water tea coffee wine a a cocktail whatever floats your boat so when she chuckled like that I was like you know what we've been here long enough together and we're now buds and I want to bring you in to where the name came from. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't because it is pretty cheeky and catchy. Now, right after my dad passed away, like I said, I was kind of looking to hang on to some piece or connection of him. And one of my friends recommended that I connect with this spiritual guide. Now, this was during a time where people weren't going places or really socializing and she lives in another state. And I do want to have her on at some point because I think you would be really intrigued by the work that she does. Several people that I know have since had sessions with her and have had wonderful opportunities. Some people have said life-changing. Now, in my session with Barb, it was virtual. And so I'm having this virtual conversation with her. And at some point, I asked her about my career. And she said, Ginny, your career is going to take a huge turn. You are going to be, she's like, I just see you speaking on stages all over the world, maybe almost like a talk show. Now, because I'm a huge skeptic and sometimes can be, you know, test people and, you know, really kind of, you know, poke at things a little bit. When we circle back to the end, I said, okay, Barb, then what's this talk show called? And Barb started laughing hysterically like looking up into the sky, laughing hysterically, like throwing her head back and doesn't say anything for a minute as she's laughing. And I'm like on pins and needles in anticipation and waiting for what, what is it? What's it called? And Barb asks me, instead of telling me what it's called, she says, was your dad funny? And I was like, well, where do you think I got it from? Which then she laughed harder and she said, well, According to him, it's called drinking with gin. Now, that was almost two years ago at this point. 
And I hung on to that for a while, for about a year and a half, until I actually started the podcast. So when I say I can't take credit for it, the name came from my dad. And it just really warms my heart to, you know, kind of be able to say that and share that with you. It's not, it's just something that I've shared with a handful of people. And so I hope you enjoyed that. And knowing that I got the name from my dad, you know, for this podcast and having that connection with him. And it really feels like he's a part of it. And so that's why I thought this timing was really important and special to be able to, you know, bring my dad into the fold and tell you guys a little bit more about him because he was so special to me. And, you know, was he perfect? Nope. Do I idolize him? Yep, I sure do. And, you know, we're all flawed, but my dad and I had a really special relationship. So from the time I was a little girl, when I was very little, my dad actually got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which it was really debilitating for him. He actually was in, I think, his mid or late 30s, and he was in a wheelchair. They didn't think he'd walk again, and he did. He ended up getting on treatment that he was able to you know, sustain for many years, and as he got older, it did really start to you know, progress and it was really painful for him. But during that time when, you know, he couldn't work because he was an electrician and he wasn't able to work with the tools anymore, as he called it, he had some time off and he and I were inseparable. We were just attached at the hip. And I think that's part of where our bond comes from. Now, I don't remember that time as much because I was so little, but, you know, my dad did a lot of the things that hopefully you and your dad or you and, you know, someone special that was a parental figure to you, you know, were able to do together, like fly a kite. He taught me how to ride a bike. He taught me how to fish. Yes, I caught a almost one pound crappie when I was like, I don't know, maybe seven years old. Now, fishing isn't something that's so enjoyable for me to do now. Um, you probably are laughing going, Ginny, you fish. Uh, no, I don't. I, I did. I knew how to do it. And I would go with my dad because that was one of the things that we did to spend time together. He taught me how to drive a car. He taught me how to golf. And I like to say that any and most of my, if I have any, uh, good characteristics also came from him. Um, things like integrity and honesty. I cannot tell a lie. It is near impossible for me. Uh, things like discipline. Sometimes for me that might show up as a little bit of OCD or perfectionism. Um, but you know, that discipline and hard work, you know, he was very strict and was very adamant that I got good grades in school because he knew what I was capable of. I know my sister and I sometimes will joke, like we'd come home with a report card and you know, it'd be like a, 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 a minus B plus. And it was all the focus was on the B plus. How dare could I get a B plus? Because like I said, I think it was more that he wasn't trying to be so hard on me. It's like that he knew that I, what I was capable of. So I think my, you know, work ethic and determination, you know, came from him as well. I think I already mentioned integrity, but integrity and principle. Now, this I know sometimes can, I can principled uh, to a fault and you know really being about the right thing and I think some of where that came from for my dad was in the work that he did like I said he was an electrician and 
when he couldn't work with the tools anymore, he was able to get a job in the office. And he was so passionate and, you know, principled on doing the right thing and making sure that people got the right wages and, you know, benefits and all of that stuff. Like that's kind of what he advocated for. And he was such a known entity within the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers that he even had cases that he worked on that went to the Supreme Court. And when he passed away, the Star Tribune reached out to me and asked about doing an article on him. And it was really nice. And I know that he just would have been beaming with pride. So when I think back to the name of the podcast, Drinking with Jen, my dad didn't drink. He didn't drink really my whole life um, that I ever saw or, or knew of. So he was sober. Um, but I thought, what better time to make fun of myself and tell a funny drinking story <laughs> that involves my dad. He loved to tell this one. So I'm going to go ahead and tell it on his behalf on this kind of Valentine's Day special episode that we have. So when I was in high school, the very first time I ever drank, I had no idea what alcohol consumption looked like. And so I, of course, drank way too much and it was Bacardi. So please don't ever ask me to have a rum drink with you because I cannot. Never, ever, ever since that day. I don't think I've liked or wanted or wanted to be around rum. So my boyfriend at the time drove me home in November in Minnesota, which it's cold. And it was a really, really cold night that night and just dropped me off on the front doorstep. And of course, I don't remember any of this now. But like I said, I'm trusting that my dad is giving the story an accurate depiction. So he finds me at like three o'clock in the morning out on the front doorstep, brings me in the house. Luckily, it wasn't a severe situation and I didn't get frostbite or anything like that, luckily. But he pulls me in the house and he's like, Jen, you been drinking? No. Are you lying to dad? Yeah. And he just loved to tell that story and chuckle about it, about how I just so immediately, I lied to him at first, but I so immediately, when he asked me if I was lying, I just had to confess. And Jem, it was obvious that I had been drinking. So, but just kind of, it, it wasn't funny at the time, I don't think to him, but later on over the years, especially when I became an adult, he certainly loved to tell that story. Now, one of the other stories that I love to share is kind of how I presented him at his funeral. And I kind of started talking about this gentle, like patient, tolerant man. And I, everyone was looking really confused because my dad had a little bit of a temper and so much that, and he was kind of like, I always thought that he was joyful and happy-go-lucky, but he also kind of sometimes just wanted to be by himself. The grandkids coined him grumpa. And everybody always just thought that was so funny because like a lot of times what he would do after family meals is just like go in the den and, you know, hang out by himself. Like he was definitely an introvert. I think before 
I knew or we knew what introvert and extrovert was, but he also was that happy-go-lucky guy. He knew everybody. You could not go somewhere with him without him knowing everybody. Do you know someone like that? I mean, seriously, it's like you couldn't go to the grocery store, the gas station, and not have him run into someone that he knew. And along those lines, every day when he would come home from work, he would stop at the same grocery store for bread and milk and probably cigarettes. But all of the girls in this grocery store knew my dad. They would, you know, they knew him by name. How are the kids? How's the family? It was like cheers. It was like Norm going into cheers, except for instead of a bar, it was a grocery store. So my dad at this grocery store when I was, I think, 12, he won a trip to Hawaii. And so that was like our one big trip when I was a kid. We went to the Black Hills, South Dakota, which was driving. And then I think that might have been my first flight where we got on a plane and went to Hawaii. And it was so memorable, like just my dad being able to do that for us and bring us to this beautiful place. We had the best time. The memories were incredible. And I was so happy this past year to be able to bring my bonus kids and their mom and the four of us to go together to Hawaii and just knowing the lasting lifetime memories that I had, I hope that they'll be able to cherish and have some of those same memories or similar memories like I did when, you know, I got to go with my family. Now, I don't know if your dad or any adults that you had growing up had these little sayings. I call them dadisms. And I actually talk about them, a couple of them in my keynote because it's really relevant Some of the things that he would say were super annoying when I was a kid. Things like, you know, when I was in junior high, and these are some of his dadisms. Like one of them is, you're only as good as the company you keep. And I would, of course, as a teenager, I knew everything. And so I was like, no, dad, I'm my own person. And now I think it's one of the most relevant dadisms that, you know, I live by today. I've become very intentional about the company that I keep, especially when I kind of went through my whole journey of, um, you know, grieving this life that I thought I had, and then, you know, kind of turning things around and learning about my own community and who was around me, I became very intentional about the company I keep. And then he had some of the, you know, regular ones that I think we hear all the time, like, what do you think? I've got a money tree in the backyard when you ask for money or something really expensive, or maybe not expensive, but if you didn't want to buy it, or referring to someone who might not be the smartest, which this isn't probably the most appropriate, but not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And then my favorite one, which was his most annoying one, but most well known for is, you are the architect of your own destiny. And I didn't really know what that meant. I don't think as a kid, and he would say that, and it would be at the worst time when you wouldn't want to hear something like that. But now, especially after having gone through difficult things, we don't always know or we can't always control what happens, but we can control how we respond. 
And so that has really become my favorite dadism. And, you know, I really, like I said, that's another thing I really hold near and dear to my heart. And one of the other things that was so unique about my dad, again, do you know anyone like this where there's the people that know a little bit about a lot? And then there's the people that know a lot about a little. Maybe they have a very specific craft that they just know so much about. My dad was one of those rare gems that just knew a lot about a lot. And I feel like I was able to learn so much from him. And, you know, even just things that I had no idea that he knew about. Even though he didn't practice religion, he would go, he was, I think, what some people call a priester. He'd go to church to appease my mom on Christmas and Easter, um, but didn't really practice or go any other time of the year. And so I remember, I don't know if you remember that book, The Da Vinci Code, it was pretty controversial, but I was having a conversation about it. I had just read it and there were some things I think I was really stunned by or fascinated by. And my dad starts like reciting different information and like verses from the Bible. And I'm like, you know anything about the Bible? And turns out I I didn't even know that he had grown up going to Catholic school. So he knew all about it. So sometimes it was surprising to learn the things that he even was a wealth of knowledge on, even as an adult. And so that was another fun, you know, kind of aspect of him and was really inspiring for me to, you know, try to be someone that was well-versed and knowledgeable. And I think one of my favorite things about my dad was, and I know that people are not supposed to, like parents are not supposed to have a favorite, but it was no secret that I was his favorite. (laughs) So even at, you know, like I said, during his eulogy, um, which I gave, you know, people were laughing when I was like, look, I was the apple of his eye. I, you know, like whatever saying it is, like I was his princess. I was all of these things, but we really did have this special bond and I miss him every single day. It breaks my heart that he's not here any longer, but honestly, sometimes I feel like he's closer to me than ever. And that's why I wanted to share about my special relationship with my dad. Maybe it's not unique and, you know, maybe you have a really special uh, relationship with your dad or your mom or a sibling or someone that you've lost or is still here. And I think that's really great too. But in you know, losing him on Valentine's Day. I, and he died of a heart attack on Valentine's Day. And so my dad was like, oh, how cliche dad. And I just know that he would absolutely chuckle about that. And, you know, of course I would give anything to have any more, you know, to have one more day, a little bit more time with him. But Like I said, I feel like he's sometimes closer to me than ever, and I just feel his love and support around me all of the time. And that's why I wanted to kind of do this as a little Valentine's Day special, because two years ago, like I said, Valentine's Day had new meaning for me, or really meaning for the first time. 
And so however you celebrate um, or, you know, have some difficult or wonderful memories or experiences for Valentine's Day, I hope that you cherish them. And, you know, if you related to this, I would love to hear your thoughts or if you have a loved one that you want to share about. Um, or if you know somebody that needs to hear this, please share it with them because that's what this is all about. And, you know, learning and growing from our experiences. And this was a different kind of grief for me, you know, losing a parent. It's kind of like we know, or we expect that it's going to happen, that we are going to lose them. But even when it happens expected or unexpected, it still is hard. And so going through that grief, um, you know, is really difficult. I mean, I, had a heck of a time, you know, initially in the grieving process. And, you know, at first I didn't even really get a chance to grieve because it was, you know, funeral planning and, you know, picking a place and picking a casket and getting flowers and writing the eulogy and the obituary and all of the things that needed to happen to plan a ceremony of my dad's 73 years of life and to do it in I don't know, five days or, you know, whatever it was very, very quickly. So I don't know how people do that, but somehow it happens. Um, somehow I made it happen, but it's really special when you get to honor, you know, the most important person in your life. And really my dad has been my hero. He's my guy, like to this date, the love of my life. So I wanted to just take a few moments with you today, Jem, and honor him. And, you know, like I said, I'd love to hear about your special relationship that you have or had that um, maybe you're still going through it or, you know, went through that scenario. So, Jem, I hope that there was something special in today's episode that maybe brought up a fun memory or, you know, something that you cherish or someone that you cherish. So until next time, Jem, shine bright and let's get growing. Oh, you gems. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Drinking with Gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Drinking with Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Preem. I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.